Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Back to the rules and I hit the ground running. Did it make sense not to live for fun? Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. All that Only shooting stars break the mold. Good evening, everybody. Well, it's afternoon right now because it's like 12 30 <laughs> in the afternoon but for the purpose of our recording and the fact that this is an evening at the movie it's good evening everybody i am your amazing host casey and this is the an evening at the movies the podcast where we eat stale popcorn and drink watered down sodas <laughs> and talk about all of our favorite movies and why we love them so, joining me tonight, this afternoon, this morning if you're in Hawaii and Alaska, but joining me today on an evening at the movies is a first-time guest on the show. She is here to talk about one of her favorite movies, and I am honored to introduce to everybody Miss Vanessa Rain. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the yes. show, finally. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm Absolutely. excited. We are always excited to have new guests, and especially when it's guests that tend to share loves of movies like the rest of us yes. do. Yes, exactly. Because life is too short to be serious and not to have fun and enjoy things. So I agree. So anyway, totally agree. For those people who might be listening and are not familiar with Vanessa, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and where we can find you? Or well. Like you said, my name is Vanessa Rain. I am an adult content creator on Unfiltered and OnlyFans. And I am also co-host of a podcast called 30 Flirty and Not Thriving. You can pretty much find me on all social media platforms as X Vanessa Rain. Rain spelled as R-A-Y-N-E. Yep. So you're kind of sort of all over the place. I am, yeah, in a million spots at once. I know the feeling between <laughs> recording this show, recording with my co-host Amanda on her show, The Sipless. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who list, who's listening and hasn't experienced The Sipless yet, I highly recommend checking them out. I love the name. Yes. it. For those of you who don't know, The Sipless is an amazing show where we create top five lists and... 
discuss them while drinking adult beverages. <laughs> so it's a good thing to do. It is good things to do. And I actually, well, I'm not going to show you. I can't show you now because that would require me to actually close my laptop far enough. But um, yeah. I have a sip list sticker on my laptop. I'll take a picture and send it to you after we get done. Nice. Yes. So, But yeah, and then on top of it, um, appearing on Masturbators with Dre and all the other stuff we do and mm -hmm. bracket bastards and all of it. Oh, like the free days in the week are fewer and far between because it seems like I'm always doing <laughs> something. I know. I'm with you. Always. So, yeah. So, again, we're glad you're here. And I think let's get down to discussing why we're here, which is um, we are currently in the midst. I'm not sure exactly because, again, like we were discussing pre-recording, I don't have my calendar <laughs> in front of me. Yeah. I don't know how many episodes into everything Eddie month we are but we are currently in the midst of we'll go with that in the midst of everything Eddie mm -hmm. month so we're paying tribute all month long in December to the comedic genius that is Mr. Eddie Murphy mm -hmm. and today we are here to discuss one of my personal favorite animated movies of all time that just so happened <laughs> Mine too I mean, it's a great movie, but well, we'll get to my feelings and our feelings on the movie later when we get to the reviews. But um, yeah, we're here to discuss the animated classic starring Mike Myers and the great Eddie Murphy that would be Shrek. I mean, obviously, the movie's been around long enough. If you say Mike Myers animated and Eddie Murphy, everybody's going to know it's Shrek. Oh, hell yeah. Or you should. If you don't know, then realistically, <laughs> yeah. why are you sitting here listening to an episode of An Evening at the Movies called An Evening with Shrek? Right? <laughs> That's probably... Yeah, I, I don't think we can be friends if you don't know Shrek. So... Exactly. It, it's a great movie, and everybody should love it. I mean, it's funny, it's... I mean, pretty much everyone knows something relating to the movie, like whether it's a TikTok or something or not the gumdrop button. You know, someone yeah. knows some form from Shrek, even if you don't well, or and, haven't watched the movie. Yeah. And it's an amazingly awesome take on the fairy tale. Well, it is very fairy tale, but yet spoofs on fairy tales mm -hmm. and it's funny. It's heartwarming. There's lots of life lessons to learn throughout the movie. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't believe this movie is literally 21 years old. Really? I didn't I, actually 
know oh, the yeah. age of it. I just know that it's been around for a very long time. Yeah. Well, okay. So that makes me feel really old now. Oh, you're still probably way younger than I am. So, <laughs> but still, man, that's been around for a long ass time. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. The notes I have were it released on May 18th, 2001. It was directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicki Jensen. It was released by DreamWorks Animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a $60 million box or budget and had a $487.9 million box office. So that little 90-minute wow. animated movie made its money back and then some. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. And truth be told, I mean, as it should have. I mean, yeah, for, this this is this is a classic, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like people are going to know about Shrek for like years to come. And I mean, there's so many versions of Shrek out at this moment, not just the singular movie. Well, there's like, what, four or five movies in the franchise now? Yeah, Uh, I think so. It kind of makes me feel better because literally back in November, we did an episode of the show where we, me and my guests talked about the movie Heathers. Mm-hmm. And that movie literally had like a $3 million budget and had like a $1 million box office. Oh, shit. So, yeah, even, even sometimes I'll do the math and figure out what that translates to inflation-wise. And I actually did for that one. And even after accommodating for, you know, almost 20 something, 30 something years of inflation, it still didn't translate to a profit on the box. With inflation, it was hmm. like $2.8 million. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That was probably know. literally the only time that I've ever had that happen. I mean, I've had movies on the show before that have lost money but not to that extent yeah that's yeah so um really quick just because the list is so long and distinguished well it is kind of long and distinguished well it's very distinguished (laughs) but um from anybody who doesn't know uh shrek stars mike myers as Shrek, obviously. Um, Eddie Murphy is Donkey. Yeah. Cameron Diaz <laughs> as Princess Fiona. John Lithgow mm. as Lord Farquaad. I mean, there's a whole lot of, I mean. Yeah, I think those are just like the absolutely the main ones. Those are like the big names. And you you start getting more into the all-star cast of yeah. in the rest of the movies coming after. Because then now you're introducing Antonio Banderas and all of that. So Yeah, yeah. 
but so yeah um basically for anybody who's still listening who hasn't watched this movie um very briefly <laughs> i will run down the fact that shrek is an ogre that lives out in the wilderness and in a swamp yes a get out of my it. swamp a swamp is Man. the right way of putting it. Mm-hmm. But he ultimately ends up being commissioned by Lord Farquaad to go and rescue Princess Fiona from the fire-breathing dragon and return her to him so that he can marry her because as the, I guess you would say, prophecy foretells that only after the princess is rescued from the castle can she properly be married and blah 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 it, but Shrek and Donkey go on a and it'll break the spell of yeah. the true love's kiss or something yeah and so Shrek and Donkey go on a journey to go rescue her from the castle and return her to Lord Farquaad and in the process Donkey realizes that Princess Fiona may not be exactly what everybody thinks she is mm-hmm and after a brief misunderstanding and <laughs> all of that, um, Shrek re- does finally return her to the castle where she is to be married to Lord Farquaad, only to find out before the wedding actually can fully be commiserated that Shrek is in love madly with Princess Fiona and has to be with her and through the long and the short of it he breaks up the wedding and professes his love they have love's first great kiss and moment and ultimately they live happily ever after we'll get into all the little details and whatnot and our thoughts of all that as we progress but ultimately that is the meat and potatoes of the plot Unless I'm missing anything. Did I miss anything, do you think? Uh, did you say that Fiona's, her little curse is that she turns into an, an ogre. ogre as well? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to get into that. But yeah, that ultimately that's what yeah. um, Donkey ends up discovering and leads to the misunderstanding <laughs> between the three of them. And Shrek gets a little pissy and... <laughs> Yeah, that's a way to put it, yep. I mean, there's probably a more politically correct way of putting it, but (laughs) I mean, he gets an ogre-sized attitude. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with that, too. I think you're correct on that. He does get a little pissy. Yeah, well, a little bit. Uh Let's see, pulling up my other note sheet and side note i'm just thinking of um videos that i've seen of uh it it makes me very happy when couples decide to do the princess fiona and lord farquaad it's usually like tall women with really short men and they make them dress up as lord farquaad it's great (laughs) well because that was like the whole 
joke of the whole movie is the fact that like Princess Fiona is like this like statuesque princess beauty and Lord yeah. Lord is literally like that tall. Yeah, oh you could just kick him. He's like the size of a toddler. Don't go kicking toddlers, mind you, but I mean, nope. yeah, he's he's a short one. For any um people who are of concern we here at an evening at the movies do not condone kicking of children <laughs> in any way shape or form <laughs> even if they get an attitude with you don't them on the you may want to kick them but please don't <laughs> although we all know yeah well, i'm gonna stop right there before i yep <laughs> Because that is what I'm very good at. So, yeah, I'm with um, you. I did not know doing the research for this that actually Shrek is actually based on an actual children's book from 1990. Really? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I had no idea. That's hilarious. I just thought it was something that they kind of sort of threw together for the opening of the movie. Yeah. That's hilarious. I did not know that. It's amazing what kind of information you can find on the dark web. Well, maybe not the dark web because that's... I was like, dang. Kind of putting creepy. a hit out on Shrek? Like... <laughs> That's what I think of when I hear the dark web. I'm like, someone's getting murdered. Yeah, I think or, that's more yeah. along the lines of what that's supposed to be labeled as. But <laughs> yeah, that's I definitely what I think. Mike Myers was not the first choice to play Shrek either. Really? Who was? Do you know? Saturday Night Live legend Chris Farley originally voiced the ogre. Hmm. I don't think I, that would overall suit it. I think Mike Myers definitely did a great job with Shrek. I think... Like, um, with just, yeah, just the character. Well, I think it probably... Maybe for lack of a better term, probably would have worked, but the two characters would not have been the same at all. Yeah, exactly. Barley would have been a lot more loud and aggressive where Mike Myers can be loud, but in a mm -hmm. way where even like when he has his meltdown after the whole donkey finds out that Fiona's an ogre. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He's, he doesn't really... <laughs> blow I mean he gets mad but he doesn't like I can he imagine just, well he walked away and like just sat there yeah I can imagine Went on a that, little walk and just sat there and watched yeah. the world if that had been Farley playing that role in that scene yeah uh, he, there'd been like freaking explosions and trees falling down from the magnitude of his voice and that's true you're right all of that. I mean Nothing against Chris Farley. I enjoyed most of the stuff that I've seen him in. But yeah. I this has become one of those characters that 
once you see that person in that role, you can't imagine seeing anybody else ever in that role. Like, yeah, I definitely have a few people that I'm just like Iron Man. No one could ever play Iron Man as good as Robert Downey Jr. kind of deal. No, I, I, I've got a fairly long list of things I could go down like that. I mean, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is the only person, in my opinion, that can ever play Forrest Gump. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he made that role as iconic as he as it is. God, yeah. Um, even more controversial being the fact that um, the first episode of this show some 100 and uh, some episodes ago uh we the first episode was on the crow starring Ridley, mm-hmm. and right now there is a reimagining that is i believe supposed to be released in 2023 starring pennywise himself bill skarsgård mm-hmm. nice Interesting choice, but mm-hmm. to me, as much as I love that movie, it's always going to be Brandon Lee's character. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's been almost 30 years. And in this day and age, we just have to accept the fact that Hollywood's just going to reimagine everything under the sun right now. And Yeah, I agree. If we don't like it. I mean, they, they they almost have to with some things. I'm surprised they didn't do that with um, Top Gun. I mean, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they kept, you know, the majority of the original cast. But Yeah. Well, and I'm not going to, I just finally, like, two weeks ago, saw that movie for the first time. And Yeah, I think I remember seeing that on your Facebook. Yeah, nine and a half years later. Yeah, it was nine and a half years because it's like I wanted to see that movie from the day it came out, and then COVID pushed it back, and COVID pushed it back, and Mm -hmm. it's like, are you freaking kidding me? And then literally like a month and a half before it finally released in the theater, our only movie theater in town got condemned. That's sad. So yeah, it's like. Our nearest movie theater is like 45 minutes to an hour away. And I'm like, I don't know. The nearest one, I think, is three hours away. I don't have one in my town. I told you. I'm in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) I don't think you believe me. But yeah, there's there's no... There's not a lot here. Literally, like, three three and a half hours from my front door would damn near put me at the canadian border just outside of vancouver Mm. so i cannot imagine having to drive that far to go to a movie yeah especially one as expensive as movies are and two not knowing how good it's going to be i'm like yeah no it's going to be worth it I'm not shelling out 10 to 15 bucks a person to go see a movie that 
there's no guarantee that it's going to be any good at all. Yeah, I know. Because like some, they'll hype it up and it, you'll think it's going to be good. And once you watch it, you're like, well, that was disappointing. That was definitely not what I expected. And then it's just kind of like, well, yeah, I, I would regret it. I'd be like, well, this sucks. I spent too much money. I'm pretty sure that it's even like 20 bucks a person or something. The last time that I went, it was just a ridiculous price. Yeah, I took a date five years ago and we went and saw uh, The Dark Tower, Stephen King's movie. And two tickets, popcorn and sodas and everything ran just north of 30 bucks. I'm like, damn. Yep. It's it's an expensive thing to do. I mean, it's it's always fun, especially with like 3D and shit. But well, yeah, I don't know. Movies I don't are, like to go often. There's certain movies that are made to be seen in the theater: Star yeah. Wars, Marvel, Harry Potter, whatever. I mean, the big grand yeah. effects movies. But huh, that's almost worse than Chris Farley. Um, Nicholas Cage said he turned down the role of Shrek because of how children would see him. Yeah, that would have been worse. That would have sucked. I cannot imagine Nicholas Cage playing that. No. No, it to me just doesn't work. That one especially does not work. Chris Farley, at least, yeah, you could see. Farley, uh, like an almost like a similarity, but like. He would have brought his own shit to the character that just Nicolas Cage would be boring. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, I just don't see it as being like the fun family friendly type deal with Nicolas Cage. Which is yeah. No, I don't think Nicolas Cage has the comedic chops that people no. like Chris Farley or Mike Myers have. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Nicholas Cage has made me laugh before, but not. It's like, just not the same. Laugh. No. Um, evidently, Janine Garofalo initially was supposed to play Princess Fiona. For those I mean, who- I, I, I don't think Fiona would be a character. Like, I feel like anyone could play that one. I, Donkey yeah. and Shrek would be the two that I couldn't see someone else playing that character yeah no yeah eddie murph in my opinion honestly and it's not just because we're doing the tribute to eddie month this month but um in my opinion eddie murphy stole this freaking movie oh hell yeah everybody everybody coming in knew Mike Myers is a star and he's going to be funny and he'll deliver mm-hmm. whatever and you kind of sort of had to know that Eddie would kind of sort of deliver as well but you also have to remember too um, Amanda and Dre and Harvey and I discussed this on the first episode of Everything Eddie Month when we talked about Boomerang and it's like there's definite distinct eras of Eddie Murphy's career. 
and like the adult comedy Eddie era kind of sort of came mm-hmm. and in 91 when Boomerang came out and then you started moving into some of the more family friendly or kid friendly movies yeah Nutty Professor um, Shrek Haunted Mansion Daddy Daycare all of that Dr. Doolittle yeah now we're moving out of that phase and moving more back in towards you know he's got he did the Dolomite movie for Netflix he's got Beverly Hills Cop 4 that they're working on now mm-hmm. hopefully it's better than Beverly Hills Cop 3 <laughs> yeah right but yeah I mean <laughs> so in my opinion everybody knew that Eddie would be funny but just how funny he was and how well he and Mike Myers work together. Yeah. Was well, and they're both kind of sort of cut from the same cloth too, because they're both products of that Saturday Night Live era. Not the same, and not obviously not at the same time. Eddie was very early in the 80s, and Mike Myers was late 80s, early 90s. But mm-hmm. coming from that whole sketch comedy type of performance it's definitely you kind of sort of have that same feeling amongst people yeah Uh, so trivia question for the episode and this answer is probably going to be kind of obvious but do you know what the movie is that won the very first ever Academy Award for Best Animated Feature? Shrek? <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of sort of pushed you down that road, and obviously it kind of <sighs> doesn't make any sense to bring it up in this episode if <sighs> it's not Shrek. But, I mean, God. I know I that. Shrek. I know that up until I don't even remember what year they well they created the award in 2002 but animated films did, didn't win major awards or major categories at the Academy Awards until 2002 when they created the animated feature award and literally gave it to Shrek well, Shrek came out in the year before, right? Yeah, but yeah, it came out in 2001, so it would have been awarded at the 2002. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, Maybe they did it just for Shrek. I feel like it was, they deserved an award regardless. It beat out Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Not a movie I would ever imagine as an Academy Award nominated movie. No, that's why I'm like, what shit tags. Yeah. Uh, um, Pixar's Monsters, Inc. I mean. Yeah. I think, to me, they're both kind of the same level. I, I would still watch Monsters, Inc. I, I do, yeah. Monsters, Inc. is a little bit more stomachable for me. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't really focused a lot of my attention on Nickelodeon in (laughs) a few decades. Yeah, Jimmy Neutron. I don't know why that one's in that list. No. No. I'm I'm glad Shrek beat that one. Because that doesn't make any sense. Monsters, Inc. makes sense to be in the same category, but... Well, yeah. Mm. But no, yeah. Evidently, Shrek's name in Yiddish means terrible. I feel like I just read that somewhere. Well, I guess... That's hilarious. It kind of sort of makes sense because of the way in the... the, Especially in the beginning opening of the movie, how... um, you got Smash Mouth doing the mm-hmm. All Star music, and you got Shrek going through the motions, getting out of bed, taking a bath in the swamp, and brushing his teeth with bug goo, and yep, all of that. And then you have the villagers taking off from the village and grabbing their pitchforks and torches and running off into the swamp to go chase him away, and um. You kind of have the whole sort of with it. I'm an ogre. You're supposed to be scared of me. <laughs> yes. Or however, the, I mean, obviously paraphrasing. Yeah. Thing, but yeah, I don't remember them exactly, but yeah, along those lines. Gosh, that song is just stuck in my head now, though. <laughs> You're welcome. For that. I've watched. I've watched the movie a couple times in the last week, and. Uh, yeah, it's just such a great song. I think that was like, I would just sit there at the beginning of the movie and rock out with it. Well, I think, I don't remember exactly what year that song came out, but I remember when it came out, it's like, anytime you turned on the radio, within probably 15 to 30 minutes, you were going to hear All Star. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's one of those songs that went into heavy rotation and became, yeah. 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 It was I know what you mean. the first 25 times you heard it, and then all of a sudden it just became too much. Yeah, I think for me, I think it's just, it is nostalgic. It's a good time. It's like one of those white girls, you know, older white ladies, they have their songs and, um, yeah, that would be one that I would be like an old granny and just rocking out to. And same thing with um, another theme song that the first CSI, the who are you, who, 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 that one? Oh, oh I could sing yeah. that forever and rock right out. Yeah, well, I mean, I think every one of the CSIs had the who Yeah. theme song. But yeah, the first... CSI Vegas was probably my favorite of the theme songs. Uh, I don't don't know if I remember what that one is at this second. The original? The one you were just singing? Yeah, I know, but Vegas had a different theme? No, no, no. That that one was the one I was referring to. The one you said. Okay, okay, okay. Uh... Did you know that in 2009, Shrek won a Tony Award? I did not know that. Well, Shrek the Musical 
won the award for best costume design in a musical. <laughs> I mean, I guess did I kind of sort of tried to piggyback off of the success of The Lion King on Broadway. God. Yeah. So, I mean. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, my face is totally saying, like, oh. Well, realistically, for me, as far as Disney movies go, The Lion King is, like, untouchable. Mm-hmm. And then I've never seen it live on stage before, so I won't <laughs> judge it. But then, like, when the live-action Lion King came out, I'm not a fan of the live action. That's the thing. It just, it ruins it for me. Um, I think, yeah, there's just, there's some that are okay, but like Mulan, that live action, that was fine. But I don't, I don't care for it. I think it's weird. Well, because I was going to say, I think um, you and I are probably not necessarily directly in the same generation, Mm -hmm. but. In that same window where, you know, things like Beauty and the Beast or mm-hmm. Lion King or even Aladdin, that's such a part of our youth and childhood that don't go messing with it and trying to make it even more fantastical than it already is because it's those... not going to happen. No, because you can't make perfect more perfect. I the the one that I was the most angry with was the little freaking mermaid. Not even not the newest one where they they have a a black girl, but like the previous one to it, where she's like a circus clown is sitting in a tub, and at times yeah. she can walk around. That was bullshit. <laughs> that made me so mad. <laughs> Yes. Also, as well, we hear it in evening at the movies. Do not poo-poo Disney's decision to do a live-action Little Mermaid and make her an African-American little girl. Yeah, I mean, do what That's fine. That decision. I was just angry that they made Ariel a little, or like the character based on that as like mm-hmm. an amusement, like just part of a circus and I hated it like that is not the same yeah I don't care the color of the skin that is uh no that's that's nothing major honestly it's I just don't break with the storyline opponent of the whole that person can't play that role because they're not the right color I don't believe in that I think an actor's job is to play develop the character and play the character and make you sit there and enjoy the performance for an hour and a half, two hours, three hours, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And if they do that and you enjoy it, then they did a good job. If not, horrible job. But I know like the whole idea has been thrown out for a while now, like Idris Elba being the next James Bond and you have people no 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 James Bond's not black it's like 
I think he would give a great take on James Bond, honestly, now that, but like, I, I don't think I would say that about many people, but yeah, I, I think he could actually give a good take to it. Uh, yeah, I don't hate the idea. Um, why not give the guy a chance? If that's what the studio wants to do with it, why can't? I mean, they've made some really shitty people into Batman, so... I mean, they can really do anything. Yes, they have. <laughs> I have had this discussion with Amanda a few months back on the SIP list where we ranked our top five favorite Batmans of all time. <laughs> and it almost turned into a top five list of our least favorite Batmans of all time. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I really don't think that there would be a top five for me. I, it would be a top five of my least favorite. Yeah, well, I could probably go top three favorites and then the rest are just leave me alone and go away. Yeah. And I agree. My three would probably be Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, Kevin Conroy. Rest in peace. Yeah. And I honestly think that would be just my two. No, I think I don't think I can go three. I think it has to go with two. Yeah. I, I was even just trying to think. I'm like, no, I don't like the others. So. Well, no, it's like if I had to throw in a third, I would probably go back to like the original Adam West Batman. Yeah. Because he was like the first big name act actor to make the part his own. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of Christian Bale. I was more a fan. Yeah. I, I feel like that would be like, if I had to, for me, I would probably throw him in, but still, I, it wasn't I my favorite. Was more a fan of. I just think he's a shitty human regardless so this is true i would just i was more of a fan in those movies of the people who played the villains and mm -hmm. obviously he's rest in peace <laughs> amazing as the joker and then yeah all of that but i think it's more an interesting debate for me as to which one actually takes the cake as my number one least favorite Batman. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to go with Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I don't I, want a Twilight vampire as Batman, okay? Yeah, well, okay. So <laughs> He's never going to get rid of the Twilight. Spoiler alert for us, because you and I are still in the process of um, getting to know each other, but obviously, knowing that I'm three hours south of the Canadian border-ish, three to four hours south of the Canadian border, means I kind of sort of live in Twilightville, Washington. <laughs> yeah, but, there was, uh, when I lived in Vancouver, I had dropped by one of the sets that they had for Twilight. And it was, I think, Jacob's house or something. But uh, 
Yep, I know exactly what you mean. They go back and forth between there and across. Yeah. Well, yeah, and see, for me, my little section of Washington has our own little nook and cranny of celebrity status because uh, mm -hmm. we're right south of Forks. So Twilightville is yep. right at our back door. Um, I live in the hometown of late grunge musician Kurt Cobain. Oh, really? I live fun. in and went to the same high school as former professional wrestling world champion Brian Danielson. Oh, wow. So we have our own little celebrity nook and people tend to have moments where they Ooh, I want to see the house that Kurt Cobain was born in. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's not anything special. It's, it's a house. <laughs> well, it it's literally like a $40,000 shack that they're trying to sell. Yeah. North of $450,000. <laughs> only because it was his house when it was. I know. That's the only reason. Gross. I hate when they do that. Mark up the price just because a, a name is attached to it. Yeah. No. Or has been. Yeah, that's not cool in my opinion. Um Yeah, with Shrek. There's so many stinking iconic lines. Yeah. No, I mean do you have any that jump out at you as Probably your most memorable favorite line. <laughs> Not the gumdrop button. Um, also, the, um, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. That, <laughs> I think Donkey with, with his waffles is, yeah. is my favorite. Well, his waffles. <laughs> I'm not trying to make a cop out by saying it this way either, but literally, anytime that Donkey opened his mouth, Something iconic came out of it. I know. Oh, I agree. It's like him trying to convince Shrek in the beginning that they're best friends and they need to be together and blah, 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 and all of that. Or whether it's um, him and the dragon flirting with each other. Oh, I, I thought I really think that the dragon was flirting with him and well, he was probably. scared shitless and then it became flirting but you like you look at it but still i mean i mean on tiktok they still use um things from it like but i don't have any friends yeah i got a great idea why don't i stick with you and that's um there's a lot of popular things still on the the tiktok for the children <laughs> yeah because i'm not gonna lie i'm an old head and I use TikTok for publicity for the show, but yeah, I don't that's know what the hell I'm doing. I I am about as tech smart as the freaking gumdrop. Because yeah, I I'm not very good at it myself. I not, don't know how to do the TikTok. It's like when I messaged you before we started and 
asked if you were okay using Zoom, and you're like, yeah, I'll have to learn how to use it. It's like, well, well, things I've never had to use Zoom in my life. I don't know how I've escaped it so far, but yeah, this would be the first Zoom for me. Well, look at that. Your first Zoom, your first an evening at the movies. A whole bunch of firsts. Yeah. I want to like make like a really stupid joke about like virginity, but. <laughs> oh no. I. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, he's like, I, yeah. <laughs> I was never supposed to be. I was supposed to be on an episode of a buddy's podcast um, talking about all things Stephen King. Because mm-hmm. other than the generic broad span of movies, I'm a huge Stephen King nut. And yeah, yeah. we were going to go, I was supposed to go on their show and discuss The Dark Tower, the first book. And... I was having technical difficulties and Tim was all like, have you done this before? And I'm like, absolutely not. And he's like, sweet. We're taking your podcast, Cherry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, feel free whenever you want to make off the wall jokes, go right ahead. Well, I mean, look at what I do for a living. So, I mean, it's, it's very appropriate for my brand to make those jokes i mean every time i'm on with jeremy he he has to make some sort of joke um or anything remotely as an innuendo he has to put it right back at me for what i do yeah yeah it is what it is and personally and i'm not saying this as a means of sucking up but we're all (laughs) shape or form content creators Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Some of us. Because you are creating content. I just say I'm an adult um, for what I do. Well, I mean, I'm a content creator in general because I do my own podcasts that aren't anywhere near 18 plus. It's just. Well, if you were to go back and listen to some of the other episodes in our library. Um, mm-hmm. you you could officially label us as an adult language content oh yeah because for the most part we're not very politically correct usually not very safe for work no, 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 no. or <laughs> it's not some can be considered but <laughs> i mean hopefully i would like to consider the idea of this is not your first time on the show and you can come back and it would be fun to get you and me and Amanda to sit down together and oh hell yeah go off because she and I together are podcast magic. You add other people into the equation as well, and oh my god, laughs for hours. <laughs> I love that. So, um, but yes, yeah, as far as like memorable lines and stuff go for me though, it. It's just that whole donkey character and not anything against Mike Myers. Mike Myers had some amazing stuff too, but I mean, like I said, Eddie Murphy stole that movie for me. I I would agree with you. I, I pretty much all of my favorite memorable things are, you know, donkey. I'm, I'm totally donkey. with you on that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I actually okay, I mean, been trying shrek. to work on that for like a week to try and get that voice to just sound even remote. <laughs> oh god. So, like obviously Mike Myers does it really well. Yeah, his then, his little Scottish accent. Yeah, but then like um what's his face? Fluffy, the comedian does a really good oh, yeah. impression as well and i'm not good with voices at all but that one to me wasn't that hard to try and practice on and learn up on because it's literally one word i know but i feel like i would butcher it you know i'm i'm not good with impressions whatsoever i yeah i suck i i, I can't even think of no, that's a lie. The only character I, I could do would be a YouTube character called Miranda Sings. And that's just, it's so ridiculous. And that's the only thing in my my life that I can do an impression of. The only reason I might even have enough courage to even try and do a voice like that would be because throughout my high school career, I spent four years in the theater. Oh, really? You have to learn when you're on the stage for nine months out of the year that you need to let your damn walls down and not be so careful and protect protective of yourself and just put yourself out there. Yeah. The more you put yourself out there, the more believable you're going to be as an actor. If you hold back, the audience just isn't going to believe it and they're not going to have fun. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I uh, I did a little theater, but that was when I was very 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 young. It wasn't it? I, it was pre high school too. Oh, uh, way back in the days. God, I feel old. You're not old. You don't even look old. I'm thirty two, and I feel like I'm ninety two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's funny. 32 is ancient for me right now because <laughs> that's the way my body feels. <laughs> I will be three days before our two year anniversary on the show. I will be 46. Oh, wow. Okay. As you can tell from the massive amounts of gray hair. Yeah, the gray on. Yeah, oh, that's fine. I mean, I've I've got a ton of gray hair. You luckily just can't see it at this second. I'm I'm telling you, I'm an old lady. That's the whole point of like my own podcast. It's no one told me that when I turned thirty, all of a sudden I'm a senior citizen. No, I literally <laughs> totally off the Shrek topic, but on the old age people topic, I literally remember. I think it was. I went to bed and I was 29 years old, woke up the next morning and I was 30. And I literally remember like overnight, like a big fat patch of gray right underneath my bottom lip just appeared out of nowhere. And I was looking <laughs> in the bathroom mirror and I'm like, where in the hell did that come from? <laughs> See, you so. turn 30 and all of a sudden you're ancient. Exactly. People are like, 30 is the new freaking 20. 
No, no, it's not. Not the new freaking twenty. Nope, it's the I, new ninety. After I was, after I turned thirty, I totally could not do the things I did when I was in my twenties. Oh God, if I if I drink too much and I've got like too bad of a hangover, I'm like down and out for like days and like just sick so imagine that feeling now at 32 i don't want to any older eight years until you turn 40 no (laughs) see i cried when i turned 20 because i couldn't blame the stupid shit i was doing on being a dumb teenager anymore yeah and then when i turned 30 again cried because now I'm old. <laughs> when I, when I turn kid, 40, I'm going to be hysterical. <laughs> oh, I was. But I was always, I grew up in an era where, you know, 30 is over the hill. Yeah. And, I mean, realistically, it's not. And you still no. have a lot of life ahead of you to gum. But it's still the whole idea of, 30 and it's all downhill from and it's all downhill yeah it's like whoa I know that's I'm almost 46 and I still haven't done half the stuff I dreamed about doing in my life but because the time goes by so fast it again wait until you turn 40 I know it I mean I say that but this, well, I mean this year has definitely flown for me like, I can't believe we're almost done with the year already. I don't it's know why, time. but I've had people tell me, especially during the pandemic, that, oh, my God, time just seems to be going so slow. It's like, I was totally the opposite of that. It seemed like lockdown started in March, and before you know it, bam, it's November 2022 right now. I know. And it's like that is so crazy. Where in the hell did the last two years go, and what the hell have I done with the last two years? All Besides I've done is drink wine. The amazing awesomeness that is an evening at the movies. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, that's the only good thing you find like little projects to do at home, and podcasts are obviously becoming much more popular. And I think that's great. Yeah. But well, and I always thought of it as being some big complicated process. it's really not i mean literally trial and error as with anything but you just have to find a recording platform that you're comfortable using and then Mm -hmm. find a distributor that will distribute your stuff to yeah yeah the desired locations that you need to be distributed to and then hit record and talk for half hour 45 minutes hour hour and a half whatever and Mm -hmm. you know piece everything together you don't even have if you know what you're doing if you get practice enough i haven't edited an episode in probably eight or nine months because i'm getting to that point now where it's like even like today you and i have gone off topic a couple of times but it's like that's what happens with me (laughs) and me too like um you're not privy to my first actual legitimate recording session story because 
Um, and I've told this one before, but Amanda and the sip list was actually my first official appearance on a podcast where I didn't have technical difficulties. And mm-hmm. that recording session for that episode ran four hours long. Holy shit. And she had to try and edit all of that down to a respectable I think it <gasps> ended up cutting it down to about two hours. Oh like, my there god. Was, there was a couple of places where there was big edits that helped. But yeah, get those couple of big edits out of the way. It's like now you get start getting into the nitpicky of okay, we'll cut that out. Oh wait a minute, but I can't cut that out because that makes that makes sense in the end. <laughs> I know. It's like I just prefer to stay on topic ish and um, go from there, and then not have to edit. And then I just in the beginning I started calling it a director's cut, but anymore. It's, yeah, yeah. It's how we do it, and it's fun, and I feel like the listeners enjoy a more casual laid back not necessarily form rigid format yeah so um so ultimately in the grand scheme of things what how do you feel your thoughts on the movie and um after your thoughts um at it if you were to rate the movie out of five, what would you rate the movie? Um, well, I love Shrek. I think that's a, an all-time classic. I think that will be a movie I continue to watch for forever, yeah. not not get tired of it. So yeah, I wouldn't give it like a complete five out of five, but definitely a four. It's it's just such a classic. I just, yeah, love Shrek. My thoughts are um it is a very happy melding of it can be entertaining for adults and Mm -hmm. yet still be family friendly (laughs) family friendly it can be something that the kids would enjoy as well yeah so you get that nice you know blend of both environments which ultimately makes it a great family movie it there's nothing overly raunchy about the humor mm-hmm. a little bit here and there but it's know, really not that bad no i mean farts are funny let's be honest that's probably him farting in the swamp bath is probably the yeah. most raunchy joke of the entire movie yeah. And kids now, well, I'm not going to let kids. I think farts are always going to be funny regardless, no matter the age. So, exactly. I so, think, yeah, I would all around good family movie. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, it's not too overly kid ish. So, adults mm-hmm. will sit down and enjoy it as well. So, and it, ultimately, it's just a great story with a lot of great lessons that can be learned from the movie that, I mean, obviously, the main one being 
you know, not judging a book by its cover and, you know, you may not necessarily be the prettiest package on the outside, but that doesn't mean that you're unworthy of true happiness or true love or however you want to. Mm -hmm. Everybody deserves to be happy and everybody deserves to be loved. And I agree. The same thing went for Princess Fiona. Just because she wasn't the tall, statuesque beauty that Shrek and Donkey rescued from the castle doesn't mm -hmm. mean any less deserving of being loved. And she ended up finding her ultimate true love in a big, ugly ogre named Shrek. Yep. So um, for me, I would probably go four out of five as well, just for the pure fact that in the beginning of the show or the beginning of the podcast, I was a little bit of a man whore for five out of five until I started realizing that um, that level of greatness needs to be reserved for the true amazing epicness of certain movies. And mm -hmm. realistically, most movies out there I would say probably on a 97 or 98% scale are not five out of five movies. Yeah, I, five. I completely agree. Four out of five, yes. And Shrek is definitely one of those four out of five movies. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If anybody obviously has sat here with us for the last hour-ish and listened to this whole episode and haven't watched the movie yet but still listen to this whole episode seriously what the fuck don't watch the movie <laughs> exactly i mean it's not hard to find i don't remember what streaming service i found it on i found uh i watched it on netflix but i don't know if it's on disney plus i didn't look i think our i think here it's on peacock right now oh is it yeah but, i just got it from netflix so yeah you guys are in the great white north and international stuff is not always the same as i know nope. realized it was different until i was watching videos on youtube and i saw an ad for something and they're all like british netflix and i'm like why is british netflix any different than american netflix it's it's completely different even american and canadian yeah. So well, and it's so many differences. You guys tend to have a lot cooler stuff than uh, we do in Canada. Well, even with different, even movie selections on Netflix or any of the streaming platforms, you guys tend to have better stuff. From a Canadian's point of view, I should not say, everything is all rainbows and sunshine on the southern side of the border. That separates you and i from each other <laughs> but we're not going down we don't go down that road on an evening at the just because we don't like to isolate and cause chaos so with yes. that said i'm going to go ahead and thank everybody for being here for this episode and i appreciate and always everybody knows that i do this i always have to send out the love and the appreciation for my fans which we call the dozens because let's be honest we're not freaking amazingly 
thousands of watch podcasts, but mm-hmm. we have our loyal fan base that is here each and every week, and they have been for the last almost two years. So I every episode always try and make sure I tell them I love them and I they I appreciate them and as long as they're here, we will always be here picking movies and discussing what we love about them and what we hate about them because we sometimes have to throw in the hatred movies as well. And we're not going back down that road again because I don't want to talk about Halloween ends. (laughs) With that said, um, again, I would like to thank Vanessa for being here on her first episode of an evening at the movies and would officially like to give you the opportunity again to remind the listeners where they can find you if they desire to find you. Yes. We fully support all of our guests. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, you can find me on every social platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, everything is X Vanessa Rain. And uh, my podcast, 30 Flirty and Not Thriving, is on Instagram and Facebook and on Spotify, obviously. We love yeah. Spotify only because it's yeah. like the easiest one that it was for me to get the episode launched mm-hmm. on, or get the podcast launched on too. Because I use yeah. Anchor and that was like, anchor and spotify are like yeah me too that's what i use it's like hey we're also on the apple and the google and the, all of that so <laughs> yeah i'm not a fan google. of apple i am a samsung person and apple can go take a long walk up a short pier <laughs> says talking to the person that has an apple <laughs> I don't judge people for having apples. I just know the apple is not for me. And besides that, I also have a wealth of um audiobooks on my phone and on my Google. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine if I was to switch over to Apple, I would have to replenish that all through iTunes. And I really don't want to have yep. to pay that kind of money. A second time so i'm just gonna stick with samsung but a good plan um so yes coming up on an evening at the movies really quick before we get out of here um again not sure where this episode is going to fall in the grand scheme of everything but um if any of these episodes have already aired and you've listened to them please disregard and know that <laughs> there is greatness coming up in the future as well so um let's see um amanda's birthday episode is coming up where um i believe the list of guests for that episode is her me chris and harvey will be discussing the golden child mm-hmm as well, Dre will be coming on in the next couple of weeks to discuss Coming to America. Uh, officially, I already temporarily extended the invitation and would like to re-extend the invitation 
to Miss Vanessa if she would like to come back before the month is up and discuss Beverly Hills Cop with me. You are more than oh, yeah. to come back and discuss that epic movie with me. Probably my yeah. Shrek and Beverly Hills Cop. Probably my two favorite Eddie Murphy movies of all time. Yes, I, I so, would agree. Um, and as well, um, in December, we are starting a uh, greatest movie franchises of all time tournament. So Amanda and I will be announcing the first match, the first round matchups for that. And that will kick off on December 28th with the winner being announced on the live birthday episode for an evening at the movies on February 10th. So stay tuned for that as well. And then as well, um, we have some other um, Jackie who was on with me for Heather's will be coming back on in the next couple of weeks to discuss the Big Lebowski. Um, I have a grand scheme plan to be sitting down with another first time guest on an evening at the movies, um, Miss C.A. Knubel, and she will be coming on to discuss Gone with the Wind. And we have a both bunch of extra weeks to fill <laughs> in January. So much going on. So much going on. So ultimately the main thing is, is if you are listening to the show and not in the main part being, if you're not in the Facebook group, you can find us on Facebook by searching for an evening at the movies in your search bar. And, or you can look me up Casey box on Facebook and shoot me a message and I will get you invited and you can be involved and you can recommend movies and be involved in voting for the tournament and everything that we have come going on. It's a lot of fun and we hope everybody gets involved because the more people that are involved, the funner it is. Mm -hmm. So with that said, again, for the 17th and a half time. Thank you, Vanessa, for coming on. I have. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. And I look forward to discussing a good date for us to return and do Beverly Hills Cop as well. That yes. would be fun. Um, and for the rest of you guys, just as always, each and every week, thank you for being here. And we hope you guys all come back for an evening at the movies. Have a good night, guys.